0: What's this church. If I come around you and I laugh around you, I smile every time, I know I talk to you, I smile. How would you see me? You would call me a friend. Because I smile in your face every time. You would say, oh, that's my friend, I like him, I like that person very much because they always smile around me, they talk good to me, you know, they love me, they give me stuff, you know. And that's all you see. Now, every one of us we are easily deceived because we see the outward appearance. So I was reading 1st Samuel, I believe the 16th chapter where um, Samuel was talking to God and then he got told Samuel to go to the house of my old Jesse to anoint one of his sons as the next king of Israel, right? So Samuel the prophet gets there and sees the first son of Jesse. Automatically you think that the priest of the kinghood or the kingly anointing should rest upon the first son because that was the first son of the house. So man judges based on what he knows, but God judges based on the heart. When Samuel, a prophet, got there, he was tempted to anoint the first son of Jesse. Why? Because of what he saw. He was well built, he was tall, he was he had broad well shoulders, he was fit for the military, actually he was in the, in the military, right? He was a good looking guy, you know, he looked like he could be a good king. And while Samuel was about to pour oil on him, God rebuked him and said to him, No! 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 That's not him! He must have asked that God why? He's good looking, he's tall. Look at his physique, God, look at his structure, God, look at his outward appearance, God. And God said, No, I've rejected him because of all those things. See, the things that make us choose a man are the things that God rejects the man for. Because we don't see all we see is on the outside, church, so we make our based on what you see. Haven't you heard the phrase, never judge a book by the cover? Yes. But if the cover is you what you expect. As human beings, that's how we walk. We walk based on what we see. We're sight motivated as human beings. A lady walks into the room and finds five guys, without even knowing anything about them, likes one of them more than the rest of them. What do you think is happening? She knows nothing about this person. Why does not you pick that one person? If you're gonna get married as a lady, keep one eyes open. Or something like that. You know? But the truth is keeping one eyes open is the biggest mistake you ever made. Because you marry based on what you see. Believe it or not, church, everybody's outward appearance is deceptive. Everybody. I love Pastor very much. But Pastor is also very deceptive, I'll tell you how. No matter what is going through on the inside, there's always a smile on the outside. Yes. That's deception. A height of deception. Amen. Are you still here? What I do know about this deception. I mean, you see, You will not know what you going through on the inside because you always has a smile on the outside. There are some people, church, who have peace on the inside, but they always have a true face on the outside, a frown on the outside. Do you know what goes on during worship? People's eyes are engaging with God, but they are to this. Are you I don't know just you During worship, you're ugly. Yes, yeah. yeah, what you're doing is beautiful against sir. So, church, we all are very deceptive people. I used to tell a joke of ladies going to worship and they've got to have all the makeup and their face be and all that stuff. So, during worship,
1: you know how I took my towel
0: and I wipe my face like, oh my goodness, oh my God, I swear to I'm like, sweating, I'm sweating, I'm wiping. It was a lady. because they were not not afford fought a judge based on what is on the outside. Look deeper trust. There is something on the inside that is more valuable on what's on the outside. Some guys believe they have a conquest. You find a lady and then before you say one or two words because you're cool you're good looking as a guy, she's already falling over heels for you already. See, if I were you, I wouldn't talk to that person. Because the person I am meant to be with is not on the surface but in me. I explain myself. You never find gold, silver, important stones on the surface. You dig deep for them. Yeah. So, everybody who find on the surface is shallow. Run from them. Ladies, find yourself and bury yourself deep down in the soil. But before a man comes and scratches the surface, he must have been digging for days. That's how valuable you're supposed to be. That's why I always tell them to cover yourself up. Because if I see what I'm supposed to see, your bright price has reduced. Are you still here, church? Someone listen to me. I was speaking plain English. If I see more chests than I'm supposed to see, if I look at your chest and I see a light going down, church, I have seen more than I'm supposed to see. Your bread price as your husband has reduced by $10. The more I see, the more I reduce. First of all, if you have no value, $10 is a lot. Come on, church. First of all, if you are on the surface, $10 is a lot. he has to do buy a McDonald's and a drink. Oh, nice. That's it. Is that for $10? When he's done with you, you want him change. <laughs> you know why, church? Let's be real this morning. You know why, church? Because you're so cheap on the level. You're on the surface. Surface things, church, don't cost much. Whatever you find on the surface doesn't cost much. But if you have to dig for it for days, Sweating, digging. Imagine when you take out your shirt. It, girl. come on you keep digging first of all it tells the quality of the man that you are secondly it tells the body of value, the woman you are searching for okay. Okay. I have come to understand the reason I am attractive is not because my of my, my my new hair, and all that stuff. no it is because of what I carry on the inside hey, the bible says in 95-16 let your light so shine the light is not on the outside or the inside. Yeah. How can something on the inside shine so much that, that people on the outside are seeing it? Are you still here, church? Yeah. That is what you are. You are a city upon a hill that can never be yeah. 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 You are a light that is on the inside but shines to the outside. Yeah. Are you still here, church? Yeah. So let everything you do, let the true person that you are, always be what we see on the outside of you, not the fake person, not the deceptive person, but the real person that you are, let you always show forth on the outside. What do you say? Bearing fruit is a phrase used to describe check your face. It's clearly reading, stay the heck away. <laughs> are you still here church? I'm not saying you see men and you can't come yourself. No, it's a different case. You're thirsty. I'm going to this I'm to people who know the value of what God has put inside of them. They know that who they are is not church, or to bear fruit is to be Christ-like. Everywhere he went, there's a record that he did something. What did he do? Good. What kind of fruit are we bearing? Good fruit. You still hear truth? Yes. Bearing fruit is a phrase used to describe the outward actions that result from the inward condition of a person's heart. When we look at you church, believe it or not, we see your heart in your behavior, in your mannerisms, in your talk, in your walk. When we see you, we see your heart. So be careful what you show in us, church. Be careful what you let us see about you. Amen. 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 Oh my goodness, six more minutes. This is, not, this is not good. Matthew 11. Come on, let's go there. Uh, Matthew 11, 12 to 14 and 20 to 21. I'll read the message translation. Um, 12 to 14 says, As they left Bethany the next day, he was hungry. Often this in the distance, he saw a fig tree in full. He saw a fig tree with what? I know I need to different translation. Just help me. Alright, let me yours. And from the days of John, uh no, 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 no. Mark chapter 11, Mark 11. 11. You got it? Mark 11, 12 to 14 and 20 to 21. Mark 11. Okay, we're there now. Alright, it says, And on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. 13. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves. How you are having what? Leaves. He came. Tell him about leaves attractive. Have come if he didn't see leaves. So he must have been full of leaves. So the Bible says, seeing a victory of having leaves, he came. If happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. Some believers are nothing but.
1: To you, all the see that attracts them to begin with are just
0: leaves. For the time of things was not yet. Next verse 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it, uh, He spoke to it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. When we studied John 15, 1-8 about bearing fruit we said that for us to be productive, God has to prune us. Remember that, right? And I also did say that there is no difference between pruning and cutting. The branch that doesn't produce fruit is cut. Other branches are pruned. Why? Okay, let me say this this way. What is therefore the difference between Cutting perspective the same thing happens to the good and the bad but the perspective is what makes it count the good's perspective is that he's been pruned because the more you prune him the more he will grow and become fruitful
1: but the bad
0: believes that if you cut him he amounts to nothing he dies so he refused to be cut. Hence, for what happens to him, he gets snapped or broken. But the one who accepts pruning is to produce more fruit in a short period of time. And I also mentioned to that sometimes God is going to prune us. Not because like, the process of pruning and cutting is very painful. Did you hear me? Yeah. The process by itself is very painful, irrespective of the perspective. The process is painful. Irrespective of the perspective, the process is painful. Whether you have been cut, I have been pruned. It's a painful process. But the idea of a man who is a good seed or a good fruit, what he does is that he knows that what he's going through right now is not to destroy him or to put of pain and suffering. But what he's going through is to cut him down in size to eliminate out even more. Right now, there's some of us, God is pruning you, but you think he's cutting you. You wake up every night crying, oh my goodness, I can't go through this again. Go through the process because God is pruning you. When he's done with you, church, you will become more productive than you've ever been in Amen. your whole life. Amen. Are you still here? Yes. Yeah. When Jesus saw a fig tree and this tree had not produced any fruit. It was not the season of figs. Watch this church. Don't you think he went overboard? Because first of all, why are you getting angry, Lord? It's not my season to produce. When I was asking this question while I was studying, the Spirit of God took me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. What does it say? bless them and said unto them Thank okay. So i am telling you right now, by a touch, you are productive. <laughs> Amen? Amen. I'm going to leave that right there because we have those requirements. Mm-hmm. But you all know what I'm talking about. Uh, are you still here, church? Yeah. So the Bible says, twice came to the street, and all he saw was what leaves and leaves, and there was no fruit, there was no tree, and then he cursed it. Can I very quickly talk about the unproductive life? One thing I need to know, church, is the unproductive or the unfruitful things pruning is how do you know you're unproductive? Because you think that pruning is not necessary. Every believer that thinks that God doesn't have to cut him is unproductive. Because if God cannot cut you, you cannot multiply. If he cannot prune you, you cannot bear fruit. Are you still here, church? So every productive person must go through a pruning process. Where the productive is pruning, the unproductive is cutting. So all he thinks of himself is activity. Didn't you have to go to school to become a teacher? Yeah, yeah. Did somebody not teach you? Yeah. All right, just leave that alone for now. The unproductive enjoys activities that makes them feel good, leaves, but are not totally committed to anything that makes them stretch fruit. Watch this, church? When a woman takes in seed and she's pregnant, what happens to her womb? I saw it. It expands. It expands. It goes to to size six. Sometimes it's like 16, <laughs> but it's all beautiful, is it? It's all good. It's all good. But you see, church, because of fruitfulness, she stretched. She used to be a size 6 size in dresses. Now, even a 10 won't fit. Wow. Why, should she stretch? Oh, productive people do not like to stretch. they only want to do what's comfortable for them. and prepare dogs is because they don't want to stretch. Yeah. That's the truth, church. They don't want to stretch. You understand? to stay for your all through your life. Come on yeah. now. Come on. Are you still here, church? Yeah, so the unproductive church enjoys activities that makes them feel good. Leaves. But i not totally committed to anything that makes them stretch fruit. We Who else is sweating here? Actually, who else is sweating like me here? You. So my work is cool. It's flashing. When you're sleeping at night pray for you. yet mind is flashing. Church, the things you don't see, matters more. The part of the ministry you don't see is what's more powerful. Not what you see all here. Before this comes to be, somebody has prayed this into existence. That is the job, church. It is not always fancy. Oh, it's too much work for me. What people who are productive are going to say? I tell them this all the time. When did like, I let me catch you here and say it's too much work? What work are you doing? Have you noticed this church? That the person that stands at the door and says, God comes, says it's mean, too much work. The want that stand at the door and God comes to the church, says it's mean, too much work. I'm mean, doing too much. Standing here, hear, I will back. Sometimes they are frowning. They are smiling. They are not smiling. You think that's what I want to church? Do you know how they're working in here? This whole thing is in yourself. Know, do you know how it happens? The spiritual aspect of it, do you know how that comes to be? You think you're doing something? You're productive after you're complaining. Unproductive people always complain. That's how you know them. When some of are complain too much, call them unproductive and help them. Pray for them. Complain too much. Because all about the leaves? Your soul. And it's not cameras that are part of it. Oh, take your back and serve. <laughs> Check a woman who goes to give birth with all the makeup and everything gone. By the time the woman is coming, the woman is gone. Well, all that, all that is gone. Why? <laughs> Excuse me, let me say that that way. There's no better way to say it. Are you still here, Judge? Are you still here? Are you? Women who giving birth. How many of you went in with makeup? Nope. I'm not going to give birth. You don't think about it. By the time you are pushing, and <laughs> <laughs> you won't know what you use the doctor's hand kind to of work with this. Look at the pain, the process that you have to go through. Is somebody's still here? Yes. See, I'm not going to step on your toes, I'm going to teach you something this morning. You. Your life has to change. This church is about results based living. If you don't see results, fight up at the church. But if you apply what you can get, we'll to you will see results in your life. Get around, so I'm sorry, Trickle. Where am I? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, from afar, you see leaves, but to see fruit, you must come up close. Mm. Are you still here, church? Yeah.
1: From afar, all you
0: see is just leaves, but to see the actual fruit, you must come close. Yeah. Are you still here, church? Yeah. I right, let's stop this here. Well, Next, we're going to continue staying stay productive. All right. We're going to leave you today at um, your productive life. Next week, we're going to come and finish on staying productive. This yes, is my servant I Hallelujah. I don't, know, I don't know what you heard today and what you know touched you today, and I don't know how what you heard affected you today. But I want you to do you one favor, please. If you will bow your heads, everybody, just to me that Bow your heads. And I want you, as an individual person, as a Christian, to talk to God right now. I need you to do that. For today, I touched you, I cut you, I you today. Speak to God. to God. My work is done. This is where your work begins. You have heard. The Bible says the one that is not just a hearer but the doer of the word is the one who's blessed. Now God needs the blessing but he's going to bless your ability to do what you have heard. To apply the words you have heard today words hurt you, I apologize because the intention is not hurt, but it cult. I didn't intend to hurt you today, I did to cut you today. Amen. So that in your believing, God can wash you clean with the words of His word. For John 15 says, you are clean by the words that are spoken unto you. And I pray that everyone in this place is clean right now by the words that they've heard. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing yeah. of your own. You can achieve much. But if you're connected to him, you stay connected to him, you bear fruit. Right now, I just want you to close your eyes and talk to God. Yeah. Speak to God right now. God. I want him to be productive. I want to be a fruit. Fruits that will remain, fruit that will last. I don't want to be ordinary God, full of activities. Just leaves, just leaves, no fruit. When he saw the tree that had no fruit, he cursed it. Are you that tree? Because you cannot be blessed to be cursed. Are you that tree?